<clears throat> Good morning, everyone. It is Sunday morning. Yes, another sermon. I am so happy. This uh, the sermon this week. Um, man, God just threw all kinds of stuff at me this week. And to be honest, I didn't. I I had no idea what the theme was going to be or anything until. Yesterday afternoon. That's that's actually really late for me. Normally I have most of this lined up before I even start working on my sermon. So it's going to be interesting to see where we end up. But I hope everyone had a wonderful week. And um, I hope everyone is uh, enjoying the weather. It's super sunny here in Texas. And it's going to be like 80-something degrees. I'm not sure I'm ready for it to be that warm, but... I don't have control of these things, only God Almighty does. So let's uh, let's start with a prayer, and we'll just get right into this. Father, we praise you, we love you, and we glorify you, Lord. And we thank you so much for blessing us with another day on this earth with you, Lord. I pray that all of the words that come out of my mouth come through the Spirit, Lord, to everyone that hears it. And I hope that it opens everyone's hearts and minds to the possibility and the truth and the love of Jesus, Lord. Thank you. We glorify you and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, there's one. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of a scratch. That's baby right here deciding she wants to go outside. So I was wondering what that was. Get, 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 get. Turd. Oh. All right, so let's start off at John. Go, 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 go. She's on me. Get over there. Okay, let's start at John chapter 3. John chapter 3, verse 18 through 21. All right. She starts scratching again. I'll just try to push right through it. Okay. This is Jesus speaking. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. I love this right here. He that believeth on him is not condemned. But he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only Son begotten, the only begotten Son of God. Now, he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that doesn't is condemned already. So, those who do not believe in God are already condemned by their sin, by their many transgressions. Every person that doesn't believe is already condemned before judgment. But here's the kicker. Here's the kicker to that. He that believeth on him is not condemned. So, everyone that doesn't believe is already condemned. Condemned to hell, condemned to the lake of fire. But, 
those of us who believe were at one point in, in with those that didn't. And we were condemned. And now we are not. We are not. So everyone that is condemned can be made new. Everyone that is condemned can find righteousness. Everyone that is condemned can find salvation. Every single person that is condemned already can come to know Jesus and be saved. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much. And this is the condemnation that light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. We inherently turn to evil. Without the power of God, without His love, without His gift of glory, we all turn to evil. The flood. The flood came because men turned their hearts to evil. Look at Cain. The firstborn son. The firstborn son. And he turned to evil. Knowing, speaking, he, he, he actually spoke in the, in the presence of God, not the physical presence. But he, he spoke to God and God spoke to him. The firstborn son, he turned to evil, killed Abel. We all have the capacity to turn to evil, but... That light has come into the world. That light has come into the world. And yes, men love darkness, but God gave us a way to take, to take and achieve the light, to have to be bathed in it through the Spirit of God. We are made new. Through the Spirit of Jesus Christ, we are not condemned. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. Everyone that hates the light, everyone that sins and doesn't believe and hates the light, they hate it because the light reveals their evil, reveals their lack of truth, reveals their lies, their deceits. But those that love the light stand within the light and they bear their sins openly as we do because we have salvation. All right, let's, uh, let's switch over to Isaiah chapter 6. We're going to be spending some time in Isaiah today. Isaiah chapter 6. I've been doing a lot of reading in Isaiah lately. God's been drawing me to this book. 
Isaiah was a very devout man of God. All the way up, up to his death and beyond. I'm sure he is among the saints in heaven right now. All right. Isaiah 61. Oh, chapter 61. I thought I, I think I might have said chapter 6. Isaiah chapter 61. I'm losing my mind. Actually, I think I lost it a long time ago. I think I'm just remembering what I had. All right. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 12. <clears throat> We're going to be bouncing around here a little bit. In fact, I'm going to do like I did last week. If you want to turn, um, make a spot in your Bible for Psalm chapter 30, Isaiah chapter 55, and Habakkuk chapter 3, you can do that right now. Let me repeat it one more time. Psalm chapter 30, verse 11. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. And Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 18. Okay. Alright. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 12. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Has anyone ever heard this reading? This is Isaiah prophesying. What is he prophesying? Oh, we're going to get to that. To proclaim, verse 2, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planning of the Lord that he might be glorified. Let's switch over to Psalm chapter 30 now. Psalm chapter 30. Psalm chapter 30. Verse 11. To the end... Oh wait, I'm sorry. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing... Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 12. To the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Now let's stop right there. I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read verse 1. Uh, verse 1 to you again. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Who is Isaiah prophesying of? God. Jesus Christ, the Messiah. At that point, at this point, Isaiah was prophesying the, the Messiah. The Messiah cometh. Throughout the Old Testament, 
the, the prophesy of the Asima was also of the Asiah, of the Messiah. I can't speak this morning. Uh, a name was given, Emmanuel. God with us. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus Christ. And this prophecy, Isaiah isn't speaking in the first person. He's not saying, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, Isaiah. He is saying, the, the Spirit of God is speaking through Isaiah. The Word is speaking through Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Word is speaking through Isaiah. Because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. The Word is speaking. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. The Word is speaking. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Who is in prison? Who are the captives? Who are bound? Everyone. The whole world is bound. Or was. Until Jesus came. And he lived. And he preached. And he taught. And he healed. And he resurrected. And then he died upon the cross, and that death freed us. And his resurrection gave us new life through the Spirit and opened heaven to us. Let's do verse 4. And they shall build the old wastes. They shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. Vine dressers. The son of the alien. What is the alien? At this point in time, the Jews were the only ones that were God's people. The Jews were the only ones that were, that were taken care of by God, specifically. There were a few strangers here and there, a few foreigners here and there, that also were allowed to bask in the glory of God, but they were chosen by God individually. But the Jews at this point in time were God's chosen people. So every other living being, every Gentile, every single person that wasn't a Jew was considered an alien, a foreigner from a, from a strange land, a stranger. And strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the alien shall be your plowmen and your vine dressers. Verse 6. But ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you.
Verse 6, but ye shall be named the priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. Ye shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory shall ye boast yourselves. So, the Jews will be the ministers of the rest of the world. The Jews will bring God to the heathen. The Jewish people will preach the word of God and bring the gospel to the whole world. Can anyone say the apostles? Paul? Barnabas? Many, many other Jews under Paul preached the gospel to the whole world. All the individual churches from Jews. Peter, when he went to Simon's house, when, well, when he left Simon the Tanner and he went to the, to the uh, Roman soldier's house, and the Spirit of the Lord was poured upon them as he preached to them, the Jewish people prophesied here Men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles. In their glory shall you boast yourselves. Verse 7, For your shame ye shall have double, and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. So, for your shame, you shall have double. The Jews, ultimately, why would they have shame? Because they denied Jesus. But their time will come that they will have double of everything that they have. Their time will come. And for confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. So the Gentiles in all of our confusion, we'll rejoice for the portion that God has given us. And we do rejoice. We rejoice for the portion that God has laid upon us. God has given His gospel, His truth. He has opened the ways of heaven, opened the gates, and given the Spirit to every single one, every person on the face of planet Earth that will believe in their hearts that Jesus is Lord. We will rejoice in our portion. We have. I rejoice now in my portion. Jesus is my portion. He is my inheritance. I spoke about this a couple of weeks ago. He is our inheritance. When the heathen die, the heathen mean being those that don't believe, when they die, all they have is the grave, and the grave leads to hell. But when we die, we have an inheritance. Nothing on this earth can we take with us, but our inheritance is Jesus. And heaven awaits. When we die, there ain't no grave. There's heaven. There's God Almighty waiting for us unto eternal life. 
Let's go to verse 8. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering. I will, I will direct their work in truth. I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Jesus did make an everlasting covenant with the whole world. The promise. The promise. Through the blood of Jesus, through his sacrifice, we are made new. We are reborn through the Spirit. Heaven awaits those who believe. Our names are written in the book of life. An everlasting covenant. And God keeps his promises. Look at Israel. I got to a conversation with uh, someone yesterday. Look at Israel. Surrounded by enemies all, all the way around. That all they have known, all they have known is war. All they have known is somebody trying to take them out, and yet no one has succeeded. Now, you could say, well, the Romans. Okay, so the Romans destroyed the Jews. If that's the case, how are they still around? Well, Hitler. Yeah, Hitler. Hitler, he came for the Jews. What happened to him? Oh, and the Jews, they still live. Israel, little small country. Little small country that's got a lot of, a lot of brass. God's covenant, his everlasting covenant still applies. Until the world ends, until everything, the heavens and the earth are made new. God keeps his promises, and he made a covenant with us. He made a covenant with everyone, the whole world. Jesus took upon the sin of everyone. Everyone, past, present, and future. Everyone. And he died so that we are no longer bound by sin. Just as it is in verse 1. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. The prison door is open for me. And it's open for every one of you who believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. The Son of God. The Word made flesh. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery for burnt offering. And I will direct their work in truth. And I will make an everlasting covenant with them. Amen! Let's, uh, let's pop over to Isaiah chapter 55 right quick. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 3. I'm going to hold the page. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. When God says, 
that he will make an everlasting covenant. He makes an everlasting covenant. He makes a promise that he never breaks. He made a promise to Abraham. He made a promise to Isaac. He made a promise to Jacob, a.k.a. Israel. Israel came from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Now, he made the covenant with Abraham. Did he also have to make a covenant with Isaac? No. But Isaac, as a human being, needed that. Needed to hear it. Needed to know that God was with him. As did Jacob. Those times, this is before Israel. This is before Moses. This is before a lot. At this point, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, what they had was God. And his promise. And that is what drove them. That is what kept them safe. They didn't have a grand amount of people. They didn't have a whole nation. They didn't have a sound doctrine. They had God. Just as we have God. All they had was faith in God. And he made a promise and he kept it. He always has, and he always will. Let's go back and read verse 9. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, that they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. They among the Gentiles, believers in Jesus Christ, what us, us believers, those of us written in the book of life, those of us who follow the Lord God, those of us who believe in His truth, those of us who know His truth, those of us who know Jesus and live our lives for Jesus Christ, our seed shall be among the Gentiles and our offspring among the people that all that see us will acknowledge us. They are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. I will greatly, this is verse 10, I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorneth herself with with her jewels. Let's switch over to Habakkuk, verse 3. Habakkuk, chapter 3, actually, verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This prophecy, before I finish out, this prophecy that was written by Isaiah was read by the Jews for years to come. And not a one realized 
that the Gentiles would soon be counted as God's people. No one realized that the whole world would come to know God as the Jews had. In fact, in a way that the Jews couldn't accept. The Jews as a whole, many, many Jews became believers of Christ. Many, many Jews are Christians even today. But the Jewish nation as a whole still is in darkness to the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, is God in the flesh. But that will change. That will change. At Jesus' second coming, the Jewish nation will be redeemed. Verse 11, For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. God will save us. Well, He has. But He will save the whole world. He will free all of those who want to be free. He will give new life to all of those who want new life. Anyone that believes in their heart that Jesus is Lord and asks to be baptized in His Spirit will be given new life. They will fall into and become a part of the new covenant. An everlasting covenant. Every promise ever made will continue until we are all living in heaven with God Almighty. Ultimately, New Jerusalem in a remade heaven and earth where God lives with us for all time. No longer above us, but amongst His people. We are His people and He is God. The only God. Lord God Almighty. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's switch over to Luke chapter 4, and this will finish us out. Luke chapter 4, it's a long reading. That's a few chapters. Mind, mind blower right here. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through 21. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. This is right after baptism. Well, this is after baptism and being in the wilderness for 40 days and nights and being tempted by Satan. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, 
because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and sat down. And the eyes of all of them that were there in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. <laughs> Gives me chills. Jesus was reading the prophecy written long ago. written long ago, prophesied long ago of his coming. He was reading the prophecy of him, the Messiah, the Savior. The Jews thought Jesus was coming to free them from the Romans. He was coming to free the entire world from sin. From the bondage of sin. From the chains of sin. He was coming to free us. And take the keys of death from Satan. God is good. Isn't he so good? We don't deserve any of his love, and yet he still loves us. The love within him is not based on anything we can ever earn, nothing we can ever deserve. The love in him is absolutely perfect and is based on him. His love is based upon his love in him. Jesus didn't have to leave heaven. He didn't have to leave heaven and come down here and save us. We could have been left to our own devices until we destroyed everyone. Until we destroyed ourselves. And he could have stayed in heaven. But he didn't. Because he loves us so much. He stepped out of heaven and into a human body to suffer and die so that we can live with Him in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. We praise you, Lord. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for the covenant. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your promise. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you didn't leave us to our own devices, that you did not leave us to die by the curse of sin. For you sent your Son to save us, to free us, to give us new life, Lord, through you, through the Spirit of God. So that when our flesh dies here, we will live forever with you in eternal life. Thank you for your love, Lord, for your grace.
for being so wonderful, so awesome, so majestic, so... I don't... There's not a word to express. There's not a good enough word that I've ever found to express the glory and the grace and the love and the power of you or the way that I feel towards you. Father, I pray that these words, they soften every heart that hears them. And they open every heart that hears them to Jesus. Those of us who believe, bring us closer. And those of us who don't believe, open our hearts to the truth. Open their hearts to the truth, Lord, so that they know that Jesus lives. They know that you move. They know and can believe and can be redeemed. I pray and ask all of these things. And I thank you and I love you and I praise you and I glorify you, Lord. And I ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I hope uh, everyone has a beautiful week. I hope this is one of the best weeks ever. And if there's anyone out there that doesn't believe, that doesn't believe in Jesus but wants to, feels a little, a little string tugging at their heart, pulling them towards God or towards something. They don't know what that something is, but they're thinking it might be God. You can call me. My number is on the, is on the YouTube it's on my YouTube there in the information dealing. I believe it's also on all of my social media. Call me. Let's, let's talk. Let's sit down and have us a talk. We can talk like this. We can talk, you know, like where we can see each other's face. Although you see my face all the time, you may not want to see it again. We can talk. And I can help you to know Jesus, to find him. I can help you and I can pray with you. And God can open your heart. And you can become a believer. Just call me. Well, I'm going to pray for everyone throughout the week. I'm going to pray for everything that's going on in the world. And I'm going to pray that hearts are open. God bless you.